you know, I'll tell you what. Here in Austin, Texas, it is a bit too cold for my liking. Okay, we'll we'll get into it. It has everything to do with with this episode, kind of. Um, welcome to the Sick Palette Podcast. I'm your host, Deepa Shreeder. Uh, it's going to be a wine review podcast episode. Um, I so I, I feel like I had this wine prematurely to what I wanted to have it with the weather, but I, I'm trying to like goad the typical March Austin weather um, that is a little bit elusive right now. Right now, this I feel this winter will not leave. Typically, um, spring or like hot spring really starts uh, the second week of South by Southwest. South by Southwest doesn't start until next week. Um, so maybe I'm just I'm just a little bit antsy, but I think I'm also antsy because uh, we haven't been able to enjoy a spring in two years. And I want to be out in the sunshine. It is day party season. Uh, slight, slight promotion for the upcoming day party section of Sick Palette. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. So this week we're going to be talking about uh, the Wonderland Project's wine, specifically the Wonderland Ranch Rosé. Uh, this is a wine that is made by uh, former Psalm. What does former Psalm? I mean, like, you don't lose that knowledge, right? You just, you will always have it. But maybe it's like you're not practicing anymore. I wonder, I wonder how that works. Psalms. Psalms that, for some reason, listen to me. Please DM me and explain to me how your business works. Because I am an idiot. Um former psalm um, and winemaker of this wine, Matt Ahern. Uh, he, he, made, he wanted to set out to essentially make some really amazing wine. Uh, and he went to a bunch of the growers he knows, and I presumably, I'm just assuming that he loves, um, in California, um, and made made kind of like a, a group. It looks like he has um, some higher priced wines that look like they're aged. And then this, I feel, these are my assumptions. I've, I have done a little bit more than my, my typical two minute Google search. Cause I have been trying to figure out as much as I can about this 2020 Wonderland Ranch Rosé. Um, because it's, it was, it was so, damn remarkable. Um, but it looks like under the Wonderland project, Wonderland Ranch maybe is like your, you know, your, your, your natural lighter wines. Um, another thing that's really cool about them is that they're all in liters. So you're getting a liter instead of 750 milliliters and, um, at a really attractive price. Like, uh, I went to Brody Park Market, my local 
South Austin wine shop that I go to. Um, and I've, I've been seeing this bottle every time I go there. And I was like, you know, let me pick it up. Um, I like that it feels, it feels, uh, it has, it's a bottle cap instead of a cork. It feels like something like, uh, like a wine 40 almost. It has that feeling. Um, and the label is gorgeous. Um, super attractive looking bottle, everything about it. So, uh, yeah, I got it right off of the looks. Um, and then obviously turned it around and, and, and did my usual like, okay, how, how do I know that this wine is going to be good? Uh, there's just like a few clues to like that a natural wine label will let you know. I'm trying to pull up the label here. Um, and then some natural wines that I've had that I don't really review for this podcast because I don't really like trashing wine. I just, it just feels weird. So I, I only review bottles that I really enjoy. Um, the lower ABV lets me know the 11.5. That was very attractive to me. Um, when they have, when it feels real small business and this felt real small business, I'll, I'll think about why exactly it felt small business to me. Uh, but when a wine label feels small business in the best way, uh, then I want to check it out. Then I, then I feel like I'm in good hands. Um, and that's, that's exactly what I felt with this, this, this bottle especially made me feel like, okay, we can usher in spring here in Austin, Texas, because all I want in spring is to drink lower ABV, natural, juicy wines. Um, I want them slightly chilled and I want to be in the sunshine. You know, um, I got most of that. So, uh, I opened this bottle with some friends, um, and my sister on Sunday made like a giant cheese board more on that day parties. Um, and we opened this up after some champagne and it was super, super clean. So it has some funk to it in, right in the beginning. It's like the quickest funk on the planet. I, I don't know how else to really describe it. Like you're, you're not lingering there at all. It's slight flunk, uh, funk, flunk, funk. And then, uh, by the time you're done with your sip, like it's all gone. You, you, you have to like re-remember the, the wine and how it tastes uh, in the next sip. And I really love that, especially when it's, when we're talking about something like a rosé. I want a rosé to make, make a splash, so to speak. And then I want to be able to forget it by the next sip. That's how I know that I'm going to enjoy rosé. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I mean that in a compliment. <laughs> I just, I don't want to remember your rosé. <laughs> I, I want it to feel like memento every time I take a sip of rosé. That's how I know I'm going to enjoy it. Anytime I have had a rosé linger, it's upsetting. It's like, well, you're overstaying. You're welcome here. Get out. Get out of my mouth. <laughs> and this was not it. Um, 
He was really, really delicious. Um, something that I really do feel is day party ready. This is a wine that will uh, work really well, not only just price point wise, like, you know, if you buy three of these, that's three liters of wine, um, and you want you to have yourself like a little party, like this is picnic ready. I love that you can just basically have a cooler with ice, put this wine in there, you know, instead of getting out tall boys beer. Uh, also, a little caveat here. I understand that I'm in Texas and I understand drinking ice cold beer is a thing that happens a lot. I, I went to college in Texas. I understand the game. I get it. As I've matured, a woman in my 30s, um, there is nothing more hideous sounding to me than drinking a beer in warm weather. I don't care how ice cold it is. It is like drinking a glass of bread. It is truly unenjoyable. Beer, I feel, is a 19-year-old game. And um, <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble. Um, I understand there's a lot of craft beer, especially in the city that I'm in. I respect what you guys are doing. I have had many a, a nice cold beer after, after a shift. You know what I mean? That hits differently. Like after you've been line cooking, after you've worked, especially when we would like basically set up tents and, you know, camper girls and work with a bunch of cast irons, you know, and, and after you've put away everything and maybe it's even like 9 or 10, 10 p.m. at night. A, a beer is perfect. If you're, if, how about this? If I feel like there's like a nice sheen of kitchen grease on me, um, I can see myself having having a pint of beer. You know, it's like something something about that pairing is is holy. That feels correct. Um but if I'm outside, if I've if I've got like a little bit of makeup on, you know, and I've got sun that's directly on top of me, I can't do it. I don't know what that says about me. I I feel like these are all like little notes that I have to like perhaps bring up in like a therapy session somewhere and be like what what does this mean? Is that is that psychoanalytics? Huh. Uh I'm talking about a lot of things other than this wine. <laughs> Everything got away from me. I'll tell you that, okay? Um but yeah, no, this is this is an incredible bottle. I cannot. It also just made me excited about trying the rest of uh, the Wonderland Project line. I I love when it's like it. It, it kind of reminds me of like having like a, a small prefix menu. Something is very exciting when I see like only like six six bottles that that like a you know a project a company however you want to call it is making. 
something is very exciting about that. It feels like every bottle is going to be like really dope. And uh, that's probably a little bit of projection, but I, I, I feel that when I just see like a little six bottle uh, menu, I'm like, oh, this is achievable. Number one, I get to figure out this whole dude's profile on winemaking or like what he's producing. And at the same time, uh, I, 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 it feels like an, an accomplishment to who, uh, for, for what, who's to say, but it does feel like an accomplishment. Okay. So what would I pair this wine with? So, uh, on Sunday we made, as I told you, a giant cheese board. Um, I, being the, the South Indian that I am, made sure that there was a ton of tamarind on there. Um, like I said, this is a rosé that's going to leave your senses in, in the most delightful ways. Um, and it, it kind of, it kind of has uh, that sort of palate cleanser effect, I feel. So what was very fun about it is like making sure that you could put a lot of spice on a cheese board. You could essentially um, get some big acidic flavors on a cheese board, which is something I love to do because otherwise it's just like you're just, you're just having a bunch of like white and gooey stuff. You know what I mean? I don't like the way that sounded, but um, so what happened yesterday is I just didn't get enough sleep. Um, I didn't get enough sleep and it's just been one of those mornings where I'm, uh, where I'm essentially having to play catch up um, and it's, and it's coming out in in strange fashions, such as this podcast. Um, but I would go big acidic flavors, something where, um, you can really pack in flavor. This is, this would be really delicious. Um, man, I don't know if it's just that I want this right now. Well, actually it would be really delicious. Um, I want to go to one of my favorite, like little Austin, Vietnamese banh mi shops and and get a banh mi a banh mi with this wine it's great this is a chicken thigh banh mi yeah I think that's actually the perfect pairing right there heavy on the mayo I am a heavy like heavy on the mayo if it says lemongrass mayo on on the menu description of a banh mi shop, I say heavy on the mayo, heavy. But I'm I'm a heavy heavy aioli person. It's it, it's delicious. I don't know what else to tell you. Um, yeah, go go with marinade a steak, which. I totally did this. Marinate a steak in fish sauce and then sear the hell out of it in your cast iron and then salt it and then have it with this wine. Like, just really, really go for big funk, big acid. Just go for it. It's, it's a completely refreshing, completely day party ready 
wine. And I do feel like in two weeks, you know, I'm going to be in the perfect setting. Hopefully. Guys, this is our first South by Southwest. Um, I feel like you can feel it in the city where it's just everyone's going a little bit haywire. You know what I mean? Like the energy is a little bit extra here. So um, typically when we used to have South by Southwest, um, you know, I would be participating in in some sort of um, food event or panel or something like that. I'm really kind of excited to just see it happen this year. I just want to see it happen from a distance. Um, and then and then sort of figure out who am I again in in after a two-year hiatus. I used to be a certain kind of South by Southwester. I don't know what kind of South Byer I am now. I think that's what it was. <laughs> this is how you know we're out of practice here. South by Southwester. Um yeah. Anyways, city feels um, like really prickly in a, in a good way, I think, in a good way. Um, but it's a good excuse for me to, to go back to Brody Park Market, get, get a couple extra liters of this very excellent wine. I, I want to see what else, what, what other um, Austin shops, because I only saw the rosé the Ranch Rosé um, at my favorite little South Austin shop. But, you know, I can head on over to Cork and Brew Market. Shout out Cork and Brew Market, an excellent wine shop. Um, see if they've got some other other um, labels from here. Yeah, check it out. I, I think that's everything for today, though. Um, so let's let's do a little bit of... Uh, what, what's it called? House, house rules, house managing. This is how, you know, I didn't get enough sleep. I can't think of the correct phrase, but I think you know what I'm trying to say. And that's good enough for now. (laughs) Um, so, uh, really exciting stuff coming down the pipeline. Um, First Supper Club, the Supper Club report that was for paid subscribers uh, was launched last week. And that's going to be a monthly section. That's just going to be something additional um, that'll be included in your paid subscription. Um, Thank you guys so much for the response. I got so many amazing emails, comments, um, because that is really just a, a very different kind of podcast. It's a definitely um far more candid which i know can you can you imagine <laughs> um but it's and it's a little bit more going into my own uh history of cooking um and and just sort of giving you some real life uh supper club experiences and um more so if that is something that you are into i would definitely look into the paid subscription um and this week uh, for paid subscribers, you are also going to be getting, oh, no, actually, the first one we're going to make for all subscribers, excuse me, uh, is going to be the first 
uh, issue, uh, first rendition, I guess, of Day Parties. And uh, I'm really, really excited because Day Parties is going to have a different vibe um, from the regular feed as well. Uh, It's going to be really a mixture of not just all things that have to do with one of my favorite kind of parties, the day party. Uh, But it is also going to get into a little bit of um, TV and media criticism, which is something I'm also very passionate about. It's going to talk a little bit more about uh, culture. Uh, I'm I'm really excited about it. I'm just so, so happy about the many different kinds of things that we get to do um, on Sick Palette. Um, And of course, there's going to be some more interviews coming. So if you've been thinking about, should I be spending $30 uh, a year on on Deepa Shreeder's very ranty-like podcast and newsletter at all? Is it A-all? We don't have time. Um, The answer is, uh, yeah, duh, yes. But uh, if these are things that seem to be attractive to you, um, that's also going to be added towards the feed. Plus uh, a secret project for now, but soon soon to be revealed um, with some perks for paid subscriptions as well. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. And um, I will talk to you guys next week. I'm out of here.